We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 30th, 2014. And today, it's just one of those studies where um, I don't really have anything prepared. I'm just going to um, do an audio today, kind of just winging the whole thing. Uh, with the way the workload's been with the ministry, typically it's about every other week I can actually do a dedicated study where we have a PDF and that type of stuff involved. Um, but in the meantime, I've been trying when I can to get up audios, um, but the caveat to that is I haven't been able to put together a PDF that corresponds with it. So today I'm just going to kind of go over some things that, that I kind of felt convicted about, particularly um, today. I've, I've been having some... Uh, you know, I'm always getting a lot of different videos sent to me, input, and different web pages to to check out, and, and I can't obviously go in great depth on, into all of them. Kind of some of them I'm familiar with, some of them I give a cursory view to, and say, okay, there's huge glaring errors here that we can look at here. And you know, when we look at the Bible, we look at what. You know, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24, 3, where he said, and as he, or as the Bible says, as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Okay, so this is the time, day and times we're going into right now, that we're actually in. Now, the first thing Jesus responds to regarding that those questions is, and Jesus answered unto them, uh, and uh, answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. So deception is going to be the absolute uh, sign to look for regarding the end times. So everything is framed with this statement from the very, very beginning as he answered Take heed that no man deceive you. Okay. Then he says, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So, um, <laughs> in, partic- in, in, in regard to what we're going to be going through right now, it's particularly pertinent. Now, granted, deception in the church in general is just the norm now. It's absolutely 100% the norm. You have the church, 99.9% of the so-called Christian churches in America our 501c3 corporate institutions totally yoked up with the government and the Internal Revenue Service to do their essential bidding and to also adhere to their guidelines because they were given their right to exist from the government through this corporation and the IRS, which I just, sorry, don't see a whole lot of Bible for that one. There is none. Anything with two heads is a monster. They have the perverted Bibles they've brought into the churches, which are so watered down now you can't even get saved. Through, uh, so, I mean, the, particularly the newer versions, they just become more and more watered down, more and more heretical, more and more blasphemous, essentially. That's the norm, okay? And when you have those two dynamics going on, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Leaven is always a type of sin or bad doctrine. Because Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. So bad doctrine in the form of leaven, like leaven, it only takes a little bit of leaven to make the whole mound of yeast rise. It doesn't take a lot. It permeates through the whole lump. So it doesn't take a lot. It, it can be like, you know, 0.5%. 
you know, like they've said about rat poison, it's, it's you know, 99% whatever good food, 1% poison, or it might be even less than that. And just like what I'm going to kind of highlight today, you have to really apply that across the board from whoever you're listening to, from whoever you're following online, or following even in a local church, these types of things. Because leaven tends to permeate, and sin in a church in particular, if you're going and sitting in a church, tends to permeate through the whole congregation, and they become deceived. Because they're they're under, let's say, a pastor who's doing unbiblical things. And that same unbiblical leaven that is emanating from the pulpit is starting to permeate, it permeates the congregation and it blinds them. I know I've been in a lot of churches before I kind of got into this ministry and, and it's very easy to become complacent. It's very easy to almost, it's like, it's almost like you get under their spell. You get complacent. You think, Oh, it's not that bad. There's so many good people or this and that. Now I'm not telling you, you know, what to do in that regard. I'm just saying you, you really need to apply this across the board about being deceived. You know, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Waxes mean, means grow. So, evil men and seducers are, are waxing, they're growing worse and worse, deceiving, and they themselves are deceived. So that's that's the norm. And, and the norm is, while they promise them liberty, these, let's say, false ministers, false preachers, whatever you want to call them, false websites... While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. That's the norm. Most people are overcome and in bondage, and they don't even know it, and they don't even see it. That's the norm. Now, I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that for that that reason. But it is the norm. It is what the Bible says we are to expect. Hirelings that have no true love for the sheep. The true shepherd, on the other hand, will lay down his life for the sheep. But the hirelings have no true love for the sheep. Well, what do you mean hirelings? Well, they're doing it for the hire. The love of money is the root of all evil. They're doing it for, as the Bible, King James Bible says, filthy lucre or mammon. Okay? It's what they're all about. Whose God is their belly, the Bible refers to them in in, um, Romans. So, this is the norm of what we are to expect. And um, I had seen some of these videos lately from this one particular website. And um, I didn't really... They said the source of these videos were that um, the, something about the two witnesses. And immediately red flags started coming up. Because of all things I have seen over the years of me being in ministry, this whole thing about people claiming to be one of the two witnesses is probably one of the most prevalent things I have ever seen in Christendom. Now, to me, to think of the audacity, of the arrogance, of the pride, which has blinded these people, obviously, to let them become so full of themselves, possessed with demon-possessed uh, self-aggrandizement. Uh, just, all I can think of is these people have to be just about halfway demon-possessed in order to come to that conclusion. Con- knowing if you look, study the Word of God, okay, 
looking into Revelation. The two witnesses aren't even here until the last half of the three and a half year tribulation. We're not even in the seven year tribulation yet. We haven't even had World War III come about. Where the covenant can be confirmed with with Israel and these other countries in, in order to supposedly bring a false peace on the earth. The Antichrist and the false prophet have not arisen yet. Most likely that will happen on the heels of World War III because they'll, they'll come as like the men of peace and they've got everything figured out and they'll be able to get everybody on the same page and they'll most likely do lying signs and wonders and miracles, which is the, the ba- basic way the Bible says they're going to deceive the whole planet. They'll get everybody's attention that way. They'll look like the greatest thing since sliced bread, whatever. None of that's happened yet. So how can the two witnesses right now be here on earth, walking around, doing their thing? And in this case, it's through a website. But I've heard this over and over and over again from different deluded people. Many of these people are highly intelligent that do this usually comes from typically the Pentecostal camp, charismatic camp, typically is where you'll see it, because I really believe that so opens you up for demonic, um, just being deceived demonically. I know I've been there, done it, okay? So I'm not judging them, I'm just saying, I know how easy it is to be deceived when you're part of that. It's so much heartfelt, heart-based, hearing supposedly the voice of God in your head and that becoming your absolute total, what you guide your life by, and then you start throwing the Bible out the window. Even when it, even when what you're supposedly hearing from God contradicts the word of God, then throw it out. You're not hearing from God. God is not the author of confusion. His word is yes and amen. It's final. And if what you think you're hearing from God contradicts his word, You're listening to a lying, deceiving spirit that is going to take you to hell and try to get use you to take other people to hell. The the demons and devils that are are equipped to do this probably number into the millions or billions. And they're out there in this day and age we're living, working through people, working through ways that they influence people spiritually. To try to deceive everybody so that they can get them to hell to usher in the New World Order, to usher in the the Antichrist and the False Prophet. That's what it's all about. So you have to be rooted in the Word of God and compare whatever you're seeing online with the Word of God. And if you see obvious glaring contradictions, throw it out. Give no credence to it. Don't waste your time with it. And don't waste your time in endless debates with people that are caught up in these cults unless you feel so led to do so for a time in order to try to win them to the truth. I understand that. done it many, many times. Um, People ask me, well... What are the parameters on that? What are when are we um, supposed to present the truth, and when are we supposed to back off? Well, I researched that for a long time, and the Lord led me to some verses that I I think pretty much speak for themselves. I'm going to go ahead and just go over these real real truth. So, when, regarding truth, when you're trying to give somebody truth, okay, or if you so feel led, because some of the time. You know, it's absolutely pointless to engage in something like that if 
you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't open the door to do so. In other words, don't try to shove a, a square peg through a round hole. If the Lord hasn't opened the door for you to do it, they may have already been turned over to a reprobate mind. Um, they may, may already have had their conscience seared with a hot iron a long time ago. They just may, might be just flat evil. And unredeemable. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. Does it sound like there's any hope for redemption for somebody like that? No, it sounds like they were born that way. What do you mean? What other examples can you give me in the Bible? The example of the wheat and tares in the Bible? Let the wheat and the tares, the tares are the, are the weeds, grow up together? Because if you try to, if the angels come in and try to harvest everything, they'll, they'll, they'll kill the wheat with the tares. So the tares are among true Christians. And they're there, and is there anything you could do to a weed to make it a nice piece of wheat? No, because it's a totally different thing. It's a totally different plant. It's, there's nothing you can do. You can't wave a magic wand and create something like that. Now, is that, is that our business to go around and decide who's a wheat and a tear? Well, the Bible does say, by their fruits you shall know them. I'm not saying we should go around pointing the finger and judgment at everybody and condemning everybody. But obviously, if you see somebody doing wicked things over and over and over again, and they're unrepentant, and they like what they're doing, and they're just a deceiver, I mean, by their fruits ye shall know them. I mean, what I'm trying to do is get us to have biblical balance here when we look at things. The Bible says, he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Okay? Jesus Christ said, judge righteous judgment. No, he didn't. He said, judge not lest ye be judged. Yeah, he did say that. And look at the context of that little um, story there. Look at the context of it. It's when you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brothers. Meaning you're a total hypocrite to judge him in any way, shape, or form because you got way more problems than he does. Don't worry about him. Worry about getting yourself right with God. And then it says, take the beam out of your own eye so that you can judge the speck in your brothers. Not like we nitpick, but I'm just saying, I mean, these are things that are typically not really um, for the most part, taught in most churches. And when it comes to truth, there are certain parameters we can go by as, as far as presenting truth, because I think a lot of my listeners, like I myself used to, particularly when I first got into ministry, would waste literally days on end debating with some cult or some whatever about a certain thing. Remember, the devil uses people like that to steal your time. When you could have been maybe helping 10 other people that needed help, there's these ones that will come along, that, and I'm not saying they're all tares. I'm not saying they're all vessels of wrath fitted for God's destruction, which the Bible also refers to them as that in Hebrews. Now, this is New Testament. Vessels of wrath fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. Doesn't sound like they're um, redeemable to me. I'm sorry. Jude talks about them in, in, you know, where it talks about men of old who were, uh, of old who were ordained, ordained to this condemnation. There's some people, and it's increasing in today's day and age, are totally unredeemable. And these are ones you really don't want to, you know, obviously waste a lot of time on. 
Other than if you're trying to expose them, mark them which cause division and offense is contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. Okay, so just trying to kind of lay the groundwork here. Now, when it comes to presenting somebody truth, the Bible says, He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Most of the time, people are made, their minds are made up, don't confuse them with the facts, they're in their own little mindset, and in order for them to break free of that mindset, whether it's clinging to a 501c3 corporate church, whether it's clinging to their NIV or other perverted manuscript Bible, whether it's clinging to some, uh, the emerging church doctrine coming into the church, contemplative movement, or clinging to, like, let's say they're a good Catholic or something of this nature, works-based religion, get me into heaven because of what a great person I am, or any other cult. You know, if they have their life invested in that, remember, those demons have been there a long time too. And they have entrenched themselves into their soul, essentially. They've got a lot invested in that belief system. And for them to break free from that would require a lot of humility. Because that's what it really boils down to. You have to lay your pride aside and admit you're wrong. Most people are not willing to do that. Now, you can pray for these things before you approach these people. I think that's the only way you should approach it. Because typically you have to get through the pride issue first. And get them to look at the obvious facts. Like you could show them about Catholicism or Islam. These things. I mean, just flagrant, flagrant evil things that these cults indoctrinate their followers or adherents into. Most of the time, though, people don't want to hear it. He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. That's the norm. Okay, that's what they'll typically do. They won't even hear you out. They're going to answer the matter before they've heard it. What does the Bible say? It's a folly and a shame unto them. Galatians 4.16, Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Well, most of the time, yes, that's what you will become. Particularly with your family. That's the norm. Happen to my family, have people emailing me still all the time and, and saying what, you know, and it's like, well, that's what you almost should expect to happen. It's one of the prices you're going to have to pay as a Christian. I'm not saying it should be your goal, but if you get saved and your family and no one else is saved, or let's say everyone else is lukewarm and they're content to do whatever they're going to do, well, then don't expect there not to be a lot of friction if, you, if you're going to stand on your principles. Uh, Proverbs 26.4 Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like him. Answer not a fool according to his folly. That would be like debating endless debates with a cult member. And by cult, I mean like Catholic. I mean like whatever. Some pseudo fringe whatever that you might be uh, debating with. Uh, so, that's something that, that you can think about. Now, there is a time, though, when the following two verses would apply, which would typically be at the beginning of a debate, which is, answer a fool according to his folly. Now, you would say, well, that's, that's contradictory. Well, guess what? They're back-to-back verses in the Bible. Okay, and when I first saw these verses, I was like, this is weird. It's like they're one saying one thing and the, and the next is saying another thing. I went to my pastor at the time in the church and he gave me a good answer and it's obvious this is what it is. 
In the case of Proverbs 26.5, which is answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. In other words, it's a form, it's a way of humbling that person. If they're capable of being humbled. Remember what I said, you have to have humility? You have to have humility in order to get saved. You can't come to Jesus Christ all proud and, and saying, well, look what all I've done for God ahead of time. You know, you, it just doesn't work that way. So, Answer a fool according to his folly. Why? Lest he be wise in his own conceit. But then there's a time that you answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like him. So, I would say, Proverbs 26.5, when you do answer a fool according to his folly, would be at the beginning of a debate. Okay? Um, then Job 11.2 says, Should not the multitude of words be answered? And a man full of talk be justified? Job had all of his buddies railing on him, essentially, at, you know, at certain points, and, and, you know, and this is saying, should not the multitude of words be answered? So there is a time for that. Sure, sure. But then there's a time where you're getting nowhere, where you're burning up all your time, where it's pointless, where you realize they're firmly entrenched in their cult. Not to say you shouldn't pray for them, okay? That might be the only way they're going to get saved, is just through years of prayer. That's pretty much what happened with my parents. So, there, I mean, my parents were almost totally unreachable up to the very end, as far as really giving them hardcore biblical truth about Jesus Christ. Yeah, the end time current events, they could handle a lot of that. They could handle, you know, the, the all the garbage going on in the world. But when it came to Jesus Christ, that's what really separates everything, it, it seems like. it's it's uh, Jesus Christ said, think, I, I think not that I come to bring peace, but a sword, and a man's foes will be they of his own household. Well, that's more confirmation there. So, um, when you answer not a fool according to his folly, you're doing that lest you also be like him. Because you don't want to be like him just, you know, in that same mindset where, where you just want to argue and just debate and it never ends. And all you're doing is wasting both of your time, you know. Um, also, there's a time when Matthew 7, 6 applies, which says, Give not that which, ho which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine. That would, that would also apply lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. So there's sometimes when you just don't even, you don't cast your pearls before swine. You know they're not going to be receptive. I mean, the Holy Spirit's there to convict you of that. Logic is there to convict you of that. Your heart is there to convict I mean, all of these things factor into decision-making processes. And some people, you just know, you wouldn't want to even, it would be pointless to even try to approach them. I mean, I doubt you're going to go up to some a uh, rich, slick televangelist who is just a nothing but a tool of Satan, who's, whose conscience has been seared with a hot iron, who's been turned over to a reprobate mind, whose God is their belly, who's all about the money, and you're going to go up there and try to straighten them out. That is just not going to happen. Number one, they've probably had that about a hundred times, you know, at near the start of when they started going apostate, if they weren't apostate to begin with, they might have already had that. And you're not going to change somebody like that. Um, 
Anyway, let's go further. Nehemiah 6.3 And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? There's a principle here in Nehemiah 6.3 where they're wanting um, uh, Nehemiah to come down. Let's read the full context of, of Nehemiah, at least the first few verses. Nehemiah 6.1 Now it came to pass when Senebalt and Tobiah and Geshem of the Arabian and the rest of our enemies, because this was their enemies, heard that I builded the wall. The wall, they were rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem, okay? And that there was no breach left therein, meaning they had totally rebuilt it, okay? Though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. So they still had some more work to do. There was no breaches in the wall. It was becoming fortified, okay? But they hadn't put the doors on yet, which would obviously be a problem if you got attacked by your enemies, okay? You gotta have doors. Uh, that Senebal and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. In other words, they were trying to get him distracted. Who knows, they probably would have tried to kill him if he was the one guiding all of the work of the wall being built. If the Lord was working through him, which he was, then obviously they would try to cut off, you know, um, it's like trying to cut off the head. You know, because then that would that would be like having a general and killing the general, and then you know the troops scatter. That was what Satan's plan was there. And then the verse that I just read, and I sent messenger messengers unto them, saying, "I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you?" And he knew they were just meaning to distract him and possibly kill him anyway. And then it says, they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. They tried four times to do this. And um, then they even did it again, a fifth time. So, in the fifth time, I'm just reading here, um, they start accusing him. They start trying to get into into uh, Nehemiah's head here. Where it says, this fifth time, this letter was sent from Senebalt, Um And it was written, it is reported among the heathen in Gashamu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel. So now they're accusing them of things that they're not even guilty of. But they're trying to make things up. They're trying to do anything they can do to get them off the Lord's work. Um, which is an example for us. Uh, that thou and the Jews think to rebel. For which cause thou buildest the wall? In other words, you're only building the wall because you want to rebel and you want to have a fortif- fortification there because you're going you're gonna to rebel. Um, and then it says that thou mayest be their king according to these words. So they're saying that you just want to be king there, uh, Nehemiah. And that's, that's why you, uh, you're doing all of this because, you know, you're building the walls, so you're going to be king and then you're going to rebel all of these accusations that had no base in fact. Uh, and then it says, and thou also has appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem saying there is a king in Judah and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now therefore and let us take counsel together. Uh, and then it says, Then I sent unto them Nehemiah, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them, meaning you're lying about them, out of thine own heart. And um, for they sh- 
they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. So, in other words, they were just trying to get them off. And, and again, I, I don't want to go too far into that, but that's what, you know, Nehemiah was dealing with. It's a, it's a good example of us. If we're, if we're doing something for the Lord, and you know that the Lord gave you this ministry. Oh, sorry, I got interrupted there. So, Nehemiah had been commissioned by God. Um, to do this. And he knew that he was commissioned by God to do this. God had opened all these doors. He had wept and fasted and prayed about it prior to him getting all of this favor in, in, in order to go forth and do all of this. And he knew that these people were just there to either probably assassinate him, at bare minimum distract him from his work, and make sure that those, those gates never got put on the walls, and just to harass him. So, this is typical of a lot of people you might deal with that are always trying to maybe get you off track and, and burn up all of your time. So, this, what we're talking about here today, just with this one website, um, when I started seeing these reports that were very thought-provoking, yet when I looked at the source, it always talked about the two witnesses. And I'm thinking, oh, good. We have another two-witness cult here. So I, I, I find the site, I click on it, and when I click into the homepage, it says, The True Roman Catholic Faith. There's a big movement going on, and there has been, where you have certain people, and this is prevalent within the Christian community as well, that say, yeah, you know what, this Pope Francis guy, he's a bad dude. He is probably the son of perdition. Maybe he's the false prophet. We're not really sure, but he's a bad dude. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with that. But they're saying, what's happened since the Vatican Council, whatever, too, happened decades ago, is that the true Roman Catholic faith has lost its way, and they're... They're, they they have just increasingly and increasingly lost their way and been polluted and leavened, but there is still a true remnant of real Catholics that are there that will preserve per- persevere until the end and will overcome, and that this is the true uh, religion of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is nothing more than a total lie from the pit of hell when you say these things. The Catholic Church never was good. It never was true, it never was faithful, other than it was true and faithful to Satan. Okay? The Catholic Church has killed more Christian martyrs than probably any other institution, religious or otherwise, since the death of Jesus Christ. There's more blood on their hand, and I don't see them making mass apologies for all of the torture. I mean horrific, the most sadistic torture Key in Inquisitions in the search page at contendingfortruth.com or Inquisition or Inquisitions. Catholic. And I've went over. They were so horrific and so, basically, some of them were so X-rated, I couldn't even go over them. Yet they did this under the veneer of this wonderful bastion of, of, of truth, the Catholic death cult church that's slaughtered untold millions, and, and they slaughtered a lot of pagans as well. But a lot of them were true Bible, born-again Bible-believing Christians. A lot of it, some of them was just over the the um, the uh, subject of baptism. They didn't believe in infant baptism. The Bible doesn't teach it. Well, then you're burned at the stake. You die. 
Because you yield to everything we say because we are God's representative on earth, and that's what the Pope believes he is, the vicar of Christ, which means substitute for Christ. I try to expose this death cult every chance I get. Uh, because all they're doing is taking people to hell with their works-based devil cult black theology. Sorry I'm sugarcoating it so much, but when an institution like this tries to ride the coattails of Jesus Christ and take credit for Jesus Christ and then tell us we have to pray to his earthly mother, Mary, in order to get to Jesus Christ because she's the mediatrix and that she is now proclaimed by the Catholic Church as the co-redemptrix, I'm using their terminology, and that there's all of these uh, visions and and um, things going on all over the world, these false visions pointing people to Mary, where Mary is supposedly manifesting and telling them that you need to come to me to get to Jesus. I take great offense to that. It is all lies from the pit of hell. Everything about the Catholic Church. There is no good thing in there. Well, you could say, well, yeah, but they're against abortion. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to yoke myself up with them in, on that one subject and, and just overlook all of the other horrific atrocities they do commit, they still commit. The, the biggest one is them getting, you know, all of the people that die every day, by, probably by the thousands that are Catholics that go to hell because they followed this death cult. What worse thing could you do to somebody? There is nothing worse. And these people lived many times a smug existence their whole life thinking I'm in the one true faith and I, I can do whatever I want and I'm, I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a Catholic. What arrogance. So I click on this, this link and the testimony of the, of the two witnesses.com. Testimony of the two witnesses.com if you want to go to it. And it says, you know, it's it's entitled, The True Roman Catholic Faith. Oh, good, I'm so glad that I finally arrived here at the True Roman Catholic Faith. And I've seen a lot of derivations of this. I've reported on this um, uh, many, many times. Alex Jones, for a long time, and other sites had this thing where they were advertising uh, uh, something very, very similar to this. It was the True Roman Catholic Faith, and how... Oh, after after Vatican II, everything went downhill, and this they had Tom Horn as well. They have I have reported on that many, many, many a times where they've got this bent, where it's like, wow, it sounds like they're really, yeah, they're against Francis, but they're really for like certain parts of Catholicism that existed decades ago. Where the truth? What about all of the martyrs? What about the works-based death cult? What about the the absolute legions of pedophile priests and popes that have existed way from its inception? This cult was started by Constantine in essentially 318 AD. It had nothing to do with, with Jesus Christ. It didn't even crop up. It was, it was a commingling of Roman paganism to appease the pagans with a pseudo-version of Christianity. And that was why they adopted all of their pagan holidays into Catholicism and how we got them all, like Ishtar, otherwise known as Easter, which is coming up, the fertility goddess, right? Or Christ Mass, Christmas, which was originally known as Saturnalia, which was, you know, a festival to the god of Saturn, where they sacrificed children and have sex with children on that holiday. The Romans did. That's all it is. It's the birthday of the sun god, Tammuz. Not the Son of God, Jesus Christ, but that's how they that's how they rolled it. 
They're like, oh, no, no, this a, to the pagans, they would say, oh, yeah, this is the birth date of the sun god Tammuz. To the Christians, they say it's the birth date of Jesus Christ. The, the son of God, not the sun god. See how they work it? They have repackaged all of their pagan holidays into their system, and the Catholic Church is the primary vehicle that gave us those things. I've done teachings on all of those those holidays that I've mentioned. Just key in Xmas or Christmas, key in Ishtar, key in Halloween, key in Valentine's Day. I even did a one on um, a little one on Val- Groundhog's Day not too long ago. All of these are just pagan holidays. So. I click on this and it's like, oh good, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this. And the problem is, is if a website has some information that may appear very compelling, remember what I said earlier, that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And Jesus Christ's first warning to take heed that no man deceive you, because there's going to be many that are coming saying, I am Christ. Isn't that something we should be on the lookout for then? Sure. I think so. I mean, I think it's pretty important. So, I click on this, and I'm, I'm like, so I scroll down a little bit, and it says, the two witnesses are here. And this is where you can get a copy of the test, the testimony. Not eight, their, not their testimony, the testimony. Because, this is why, because Francis is the son of perdition. Spoken of in the Gospel of St. John. 1712, the great Judas of these end times. So, if we go to John, John 1712, I mean, they just start, start twisting scripture to suit their cult right off the bat. Where it says, this is Jesus Christ talking, while I was with them in the world, I, I kept them in thy name, meaning the name of the Father. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Son of perdition. In this particular case, we're talking obviously about Judas. Okay? And they're saying evidently that right off the bat in this testimony of the two witnesses that Francis is this, the great Judas of the... Okay. Whatever. You know. But Judas died a long time ago in this particular case. To, to say that he is... The son of perdition referred to in John 17, 12. Well, that's obviously Judas that died then. And we have testimony of his death and how he died. So all they're right off the bat, they're just they have all of this evidently artistic license to just twist scripture and make, you know, no sense of the Bible. And so now he's seated inside the Vatican on the chair of the anti-pope. Okay, now I'm not doubting Francis might be the false prophet. I'm not doubting that, okay? But they're they're using a very convoluted way to get to that point. And then it says, and Obama's the man of lawlessness. So I guess they're saying he is the Antichrist. I have done many studies from a biblical standpoint. I don't care about all of the other stuff about, well, yeah, but he's really bad because he's this. And Okay, but let's look at what the qualifications of the Antichrist are. The biblical qualifications, okay? There is no way that Obama can be the Antichrist. He does not fulfill many, many, many things that he would have to fulfill biblically in order to be the Antichrist. And and I don't even want to really get into that right now because that's a whole other... Okay, but I, I can't. I know I can't get away from this 
because now I've broached the subject. And I've had a lot of listeners, and most of them that have just been jumping up and down about this subject, how I am so wrong about this over the years, I think about most of them have went off the deep end. You get this little cult mindset, and you start thinking, I really believe this This happens to people, that they've been shown something by God that no one else has been shown, or very few, and they start thinking they're really something special. And they're getting real, a little bit too big for their britches. And you know what always happens? It happened to Satan. That old, old man pride comes in and they get totally blinded and you can't tell them a thing because their mind's made up. Don't confuse them with the facts. I don't care what the Bible says, essentially. Because I've got everything figured out. Because God told me. Again, if you think whatever God's telling you contradicts the word of God, you're not hearing from God. It's really easy. The Sanhedrin has the job of identifying the Messiah and they have the criteria. Okay, that is why the rabbis went out to check out John the Baptist and Jesus. The Sanhedrin's criteria has changed little over time. Obama and the Pope would not meet this biblical criteria. Whoever the Antichrist is, he would either have to meet this criteria or at least be able to convince the Sanhedrin that he meets the criteria. Now, he's not only going to have to convince the Sanhedrin, he's going to have to convince the Muslims, he's going to have to convince the Hindus, he's going to have to convince the Buddhists, He's going to have to convince the Christians that he is essentially their coming-awaited savior. Because it's going to be the exact opposite of, of what the Bible says he's going to be. The Bible says he's going to be the man of sin, the son, you know, these types of things, of the Antichrist, and then you have the false prophet. Okay? They're going to deceive the whole world through signs and lying wonders and miracles. Okay? That we, we know that about them. But they're going to have to convince the world's religions in mass that they are the total package. They are what the world has been waiting for. Maitreya, who refers to himself as Lord Maitreya, I refer to him as Devil Maitreya, is the only one of these people that claim to be the coming awaited savior that's sponsored by the United Nations and has been for years through his website, Share International. If you don't know about that, Kian Matreya in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done tons of studies on him. I'm not saying he is the Antichrist or the false prophet. I think he's a pretty good likely candidate, considering he does call himself, you know, the Messiah to the Jews, the Krishna to the, the Hindu, the coming awaited savior, Krishna to the Hindus, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, you know, um, the uh, Christ to the Christians, and Imam Mahdi to, to Islam. These are all their coming awaited saviors. And I think whoever the Antichrist is will have to try to, to prove that he is their awaited savior. How in the world are all the religions going to get on the same page if that doesn't happen? It's going to be a really big deal. And these ascended masters who say, you know, we're waiting in the wings, we're waiting to come back, we are on the verge, we created you, you're our little science project, but you've messed things up so bad that we've got to come back and, hey, we got an extra bonus for you. We're going to let you be gods like we are. We're going to take you to our, your next step in evolution because you're ready for that now. We're going to take you there. And we're going to take you from the old world order into the new world order from the age of Pisces, which was dominated by this Jesus who you got all messed up, who you think he is. And we're going to take you into the wonderful world of the dawning of the age of Aquarius. 
And that's what they're going to, and they're going to promise all of these things. And this is how I see it going down. Okay. So the, um, um, there's a lot of different parameters then that would have to be met by a lot of different religions. So just looking at some obvious things here. Okay. We have, um, um, the, um, one listener who, who wrote me who believed that Obama was the Antichrist. Uh, we, I said to him, these Islamic animals see below, and I've done many teachings on this, um, proving this, and it's just last week alone. These Islamic animals are never going to accept Obama as their awaited savior. And neither will the Jews as they all hate Obama for the most part, as well as Obama is half black, which is contrary to the lineage from King David's line, which Obama would have to prove to the Jews. These are things that they are going to examine and have to, he's going to have to convince them of. Okay? Um, Obama, I mean, there's no way he can do that. There is no way. His mother was a whore, essentially, a, a pornography star, and his, or I'm sorry, his mother was, yes, yeah, she was a whore, but his dad was also a porn star. And to prove lineage like that, you, you can't do it. There's no way. They would be looked at, somebody in the Jews' eyes or in the Muslims' eyes that was half black and half, let's say, Caucasian, there's no way you can do that from a biblical angle. You're, you're not going to satisfy Islam. You're not going to satisfy the Jews. There's no way it's going to happen. Okay? Um, the Muslims would not accept him either because he is half black and they view blacks as totally inferior despite accepting them as Muslims. I've read the verses in like the unholy books of Islam in, I don't know if it was in the Quran, but other writings and where they refer to the blacks in a very, very, very derogatory way. There's no way they would accept Obama as their Imam Mahdi. There's no way. Um, and there, there's a picture of a rally where they're, they're, um, you, you know, they're, all of these Muslims are staying around with pictures of Obama with, with X's over his, his face saying your visit isn't welcome. And that's, that's the least of what I've seen. Um, so, and, and I said in a sarcastic way, I said, as, as I've said to you before, I can definitely see the Muslims worshiping Obama as their awaited savior, the Imam Mahdi, especially because they despise him so much. Just look at the pictures that broke today of the Muslims' joy in welcoming Obama to Israel when he went to Israel, because there's a lot of Muslims in Israel. Um, Bethlehem rioters set fire to pictures of Obama. I mean, they set fire to pictures of Barack Obama Monday saying he was not welcome in their city. Trampled on Obama's picture, picture chanting America as the head of the snake. I've also done a teaching entitled, um, Is Obama the Antichrist? Obama has certainly run a messianic type presidential campaign, um, and has been called, and has been called a messiah by Muslim leader Louis Farrakhan. Are we witnessing the public coming of the power of Antichrist? The key question to resolve here is Obama the Antichrist and not just a Antichrist. Yes, he's a Antichrist. There's many Antichrists, the Bible says. Matthew 24 and the key prophecies in Daniel are the key passages if we are to look to understanding this issue. In this teaching, we will be taking an extensive biblical look at the signs leading up to and through the tribulation, the rebirth of modern-day Israel, and an in-depth faith-building look at the genealogies of Mary um, and Joseph. 
and how this relates to where the Antichrist will most likely stake his claim to this genetic line of ascension. This is important because according to the Bible, Isaiah 9-7, the coming Messiah will have to prove his lineage back to King David. The prophecy states, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth forever. That was Isaiah 9-7. And the Antichrist will most likely claim his genealogy through Solomon to David for many reasons. High-level Masons and occultists know this all too well. Some of the ancient Sanhedrin believed that King Solomon was the Messiah. This error, in part, led them to reject Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Today, in the same false belief, will most likely... The uh, today, the same false belief will most likely lead many Jews to receive the Antichrist as a possible second coming of Solomon, which has been masterminded by the Illuminati and will be fulfilled by the coming of the Merovingian false Christ. Okay, so, anyway, um, <laughs> this goes on and on, and this is about a 10-page attachment I'm looking at here. Um, I probably, what I need to do is just put this for this teaching, make a PDF for this teaching, so you can reference this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I another response. I said I have I have always left room for other response, uh, other possibilities of the Antichrist, not just Maitreya. I just don't see how Obama is going to prove his lineage to the Jews when his mother is a prostitute whore who had a baby, most likely from a black porn star. Okay, and there's a whole book written on this subject that came out in in. With, with documentation, pictures, and the whole nine yards, I give you the links to that. That's come out in the last couple years. And then I says, even if we accept that his dad was a Kenyan, we will still run into the same problem, proving his lineage to the Jews. This is a huge issue for the Jews, and, and to the, into Islam, um, with which the Antichrist will confirm a covenant, a seven-year covenant, and he's going to have to prove his lineage back to David. Okay, you could go on and on and on and on about this. Okay, all of the holes in this theory. So, that's why I, I, I say that. So, let's go ahead and go back to this other um, website. So, going back to this the um, this website, it's saying, Obama is the man of lawlessness, spoken of in the second book of Thessalonians, chapter 2, is now seated inside the White House on the seat of the Antichrist and the Obama nation of desolation. Wow, really? Um, that's not the, the, um, what they're in reference to there in the, in the Bible. Meaning it's not the abomination of desolation that the, that, um, Jesus Christ talks about. And that has to be committed. The abomination of desolation has to be committed in the temple, in the Holy of Holies. When the Antichrist goes and proclaims himself to be God, that's not the same thing. Is Obama being in the White House? You understand that this is how cults like this will always twist things. And for people that aren't, um, let's say, up on the Bible at all, they, you know, they they just take it at face value much of the time. And then it says, "For indeed, Francis and Obama, Pope Francis and Obama, are united as one in the spirit of Antichrist." Well, I'm not denying that. <laughs> sure, they are. But you know, all of this other stuff is just like the ravings of a lunatic. And then they've got in this particular cult, because they can't justify what they're doing biblically. So they have to have some other outside revelation. In this case, it's supposedly Jesus Christ himself, who has 
umpteen quotes on this particular website. <clears throat> and they're saying, Jesus said on October 29th, 2012, Blessed are they who keep the words of this testimony. Which, you know, obviously you've heard that in the Bible. But this testimony is this extra-biblical testimony that supposedly Jesus is giving us. So this testimony, the, tes- the testimony, this website is the only place on earth in the end times where you will find the true Roman Catholic faith. Now, you know, thanks Satan. I can end my ministry as of tonight, shut it all down, delete all my PDFs and all my audios out there, just shut her all down because we finally, everyone, we finally got the truth here. And you can just rest assured that you're going to get the truth here. You don't need me anymore. You don't need other watchmen. Because, hey, this website, this um, testimony of the two witnesses.com, it's got you covered. You know? So, um, I'm going to probably become a used car salesman. Or, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll do something with my life. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's go, it's all going to go downhill from here because I really don't have a purpose in life anymore. Um, but hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? At least we have the, the truth finally, you know, given to us. So we know about the true Roman Catholic faith and this is the only website on the planet where you're going to get the testimony, the real thing. It's the one stop only. And this is what all cults do. They try to brainwash their adherents into thinking that, you know what? We're the only ones on all the planet that know this. We're the only ones on the whole planet that Jesus really, really likes. We're the only ones going to heaven as well. We're the only ones obedient to God. That's what they say. I've seen it over and over and over again. Pseudo-Christian or Hebrew roots cults, charismatic ones, where they're saying, we're the only obedient church to God because we do this and we celebrate all of these festivals and ceremonies and we know all the phases of the moon and all of these other things. All works-based garbage. You say, by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, so, but according to them, no, 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 this is the, this is the only place you're going to find truth. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going through this, this garbage site a little bit more. I'm just cry, kind of trying to give you cliff notes. For the keys, this is supposedly from Jesus, uh, on October 27, 2012. For the keys have been given to Pope Peter, the last, Pope Peter the last, to Petrus Romanus, my true Pope. For he shall unlock and lock as he desires. For in his will his desires perfect unity with mine. He shall bind and none shall loose. He shall loose and none shall bind. For he is also one of my true two witnesses. Oh boy, I'm really, really glad that we're getting down to brass tacks here and finally getting some truth. You know, after all these years. 
This is the official website of the true representative on earth of the Lord Jesus Christ, one of the two witnesses, the last and final true pope of this era, Petrus Romanus. So, again, I mean, I'm just, I'm relieved. Every every sentence I read, I'm just taking a big sigh and breath of relief to know we're finally getting truth after all of these years, and that I've been so wrong for so long, about everything I've really presented to you. Because, I mean, because, you know, whatever they say obviously goes, you know, because we can take them at their face value there. So here is Pope Peter the Last. They have a picture of this guy. And he's a, uh, this is the photo of him doing his first Mass following an ordination. Um, it says that Pope Petrus Romanus, he is my Prince of the Apostles, my representative. All those who are seeking to know his true identity, I tell you, he is Pope Peter, my final Pope. All those seeking to know where's Petrus Romanus, you need to look any further. You've found him. He is one of my two witnesses. Wow. So he's not only going to be the last Pope, but he's going to be one of the two witnesses as well. I mean, this guy knows how to multitask. He's an animal. I mean, he, he does it all, this guy. So anyway, um, um, and it says, be forewarned, this website consists almost entirely, as some very important news articles, news videos, and sector links also listed, of words that are inspired by the true Holy Spirit of the Most High True God. All of this is total rank blasphemy. What is spewing forth from this wicked devil website. Yet they're acting like we are the only source of information on the planet. Throw your Bibles out. You don't need them. All you need now is this website. Wow, that really stinks for all of the people that went before us all these thousands of years since Jesus. They really never really had the truth, did they? I guess I guess everybody just went to hell before this website came out. And now we all finally have a chance of going to heaven because they're going to give us the truth. What unbelievable audacity and and arrogance sanctimonious arrogance can, can you imagine having believing this having this mindset to think you are so special that you are the one essential emissary of god on earth that can only bring forth truth and you know totally satanic but then again Jesus Christ warned us that this was going to be the case. So then they start threatening here. It says, Jesus Christ the Lord said, whoever blasphemes my words and my testimony, which is what they're saying here. Okay. Well, now hold on. I thought that was the word of God. No, his words now are more so what is said supposedly by Jesus on this website and this supposed testimony that is contained in this website. So, whoever, Jesus Christ says, whoever blasphemes my words and my testimony will not enter the kingdom of heaven, will will not enter into eternal rest, and will be blotted out of the book of life, for any sin can be forgiven, but whoever sins against the true Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. You understand how they're trying to say this is biblical, they're trying to commingle certain phases of the Bible with their blasphemous heresy? Um... So, and again, this is all for damage control. This is also, you'll keep your mouth shut. Okay? Peter, Pope Peter the last, this guy that's going to be Pope Peter, who's now in the Catholic Church waiting in the wings, says, 
Because when a person judges the words of their creator as being evil, how can they, in turn, um, th- to what they consider an evil in order to be saved? How can how can then how can they then turn to what they consider an evil in order to be saved? You're right, Mister Last Devil Pope. I would never turn to your words or your blasphemous testimony or any of these other false things presented on this website in order to get saved. Because all it would get me personally is damnation. And you know that, you devil. You know that. Now, if this is really true, if all of this is really true, why why hasn't God struck me dead right now as I'm speaking these words? Because I'm speaking them boldly and proclaiming them loudly. I'm not being struck dead. Why? Because they are the liars. They are. 100%. And now they're trying to use their cult, browbeating, you're never going to get to heaven tactics in order to get you to shut your mouth, which is also very, very common among false prophets as well. You know, touch not thou thy anointed. Bring not a railing accusation against whatever. I'm not saying we're not supposed to go to a brother in a spirit of meekness, lest thou also be tempted. But when you have rank heretics and apostates and wolves in sheep's clothing, okay, you don't need to go to them in a spirit of meekness. They're literally trying to get people into hell. They need to be exposed. And that's a big reason this ministry exists. Um, so, yeah, now now they're, they're, they're into that mode. Um, this is such garbage. So they go on to say, oh, I tell you, this this is a really one whiz-bang devil cult. says, now, um, now it is time to read and understand. For those who consider themselves to be Christians, this means that the real presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and the true Holy Spirit have been removed from all the churches in his mercy. So the Holy Spirit doesn't exist anywhere in the churches. I thought it, it existed in the individual born-again Bible-believing Christian. Not so much just in a church. It's in, It dwells in the believers now. But, okay, I guess they don't care about that. Anyway, now you can experience his real presence and the true Holy Spirit simply by reading this website. Wow! Why am I only seeing the doctrines of devils and demons when I read this blasphemous website? I'm not really experiencing too much of this true Holy Spirit. Wow, I mean, I guess it's it's all me. Of course it's all me. I'm, I'm the problem, obviously. Let's go further. Anyway, there's so much garbage on this website. I'm just going to go over a couple other things. They're saying this last pope is this dude, um, this is just unbelievable. I don't know. They don't even give his name, because I don't think they want to give it. They, they give his ordination card. He was ordained May 24th, 2003, a priest in good standing of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Kingston, Ontario, Canada. And it expires June 8th, 2007, so I don't know. I mean, he sounds like it expired, so I don't know. Archdiocese of Kingston. He's reverend, and the Bible says, you know, basically, the only one referred to in the Bible was reverend, where the Bible says holy and reverend is he referring to God. It's not referring to a man. Um, and so, more blasphemy, more, more scripture twisting. I have just never seen more cults 
and more cult belief systems coming out of the woodwork as I have in today's day and age. Um, so there's more garbage. I'm just trying to get through some of this stuff just, just to give you a little bit. There's all of these links and all of these things that you can read and do this. And, and um, I want to see another part of this website. Um, the two witnesses. And so there's all these warnings from Jesus that you better, better, better not question the two witnesses. And, um, uh, I mean, it's such classic cult brainwashing mind control because there's all these threats that, that you can't do this and you can't do that. And if you do, you're going to be blotted out of the book of life. And don't you, in other words, don't think for yourself, don't read the word of God. You do exactly whatever we say, because we're the ones that define the parameters of heaven and hell. Oh, I thought the Bible did that. No, no, no. We're going to add to the Bible, and they have the audacity to actually post that verse, saying that if I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add him the plagues. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share of the tree, the share of the tree of life. That's not the King James, anyway, um, in the holy city, which described the book. And that's all they do. So they're absolutely, totally guilty of taking away and adding to the word of God. And yet they have the audacity to put this on their site that you better not question us. Because if you do, then you're questioning the word of God. You're questioning Jesus Christ. I mean, it's unbelievable. The cult mind games that these devils play. So they even go in and and, and act like they are justified in saying these two, even though the two witnesses don't even exist until the end of the last part of the uh, tribulation. Which we're not even in yet. Revelation 11.3, I will grant my two witnesses power to prophesy for 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. Okay, where are they at? Where are they at? If they're, if they're here, where, we just don't know about them? I guess we're in the tribulation. We don't know about that either. I mean, it's unbelievable. So then it goes on to say things like this, which, you know, um, Jesus says, supposedly on November 1st, 2012, I want from all of all my followers sackcloth and ashes, self-denial, self-sacrifice, and true poverty. So I guess... Anyone that's at this point living in a house or has any, they're, you know, they're pretty much done for. Um, It goes on to say, I am warning the people of this generation that my two witnesses are here and have been here for a few years. For a few years? Well, then we would be at the end of the tribulation. Right? Well, no, that doesn't apply because the tribulation doesn't even matter because I say so. The world according to whatever devil wrote any of this stuff. few years. Where are these two witnesses? In the Bible, it's clear they're going to be seen by men. It, like in Jerusalem. Why, why on God's green earth? They've been walking around Jerusalem three years and we just don't know about it? I mean, it's, it's just unbelievably absurd, everything that they're saying here. Then it says, I suggest you get all your houses in order. Make amends. Put sackcloth on in your hearts. See yourselves as worthy of the death penalty, and perhaps I will show mercy. 
wow, that's that's neat that that now salvation is so unbelievably conditional according to whatever this false Jesus says you have to do. I'm, I'm trying to read some of these and then comment on them. It says, my two witnesses are here and they are... Be- and they are my beacons of light. During this coming carnage, they will help you endure through their prayers. See, we got to look to these two witnesses. Because we're really, you know, we're just inadequate for anything as Christians. So we got to endure through their prayers and through my website for a time. This was said by Jesus on Sunday, May 6, 2012, supposedly. They're going to help, we're going to endure through their prayers and in and, and my web, Jesus' website. <laughs> That's what it says. Oh man, this is unbelievable. Um, oh, this is so, such rank blasphemy. So here we come with the threats again. I desire that that people from all nations roundabout would partake of the olive branches extended through my two witnesses, through my online testimony. Okay, this is Jesus talking again, supposedly. For it is a very bad idea to hate them. And in doing so, they hate me. Oh, really? So we can't question anything because, you know, of that. Better to repent and be filled with the true Holy Spirit than reject these words and be desolate. I will take the word of God any day. Devil. That's what I say. Devil to that to whatever devil's writing this stuff, um, and if anyone would harm them, fire pours out from their mouth and consumes their foes. Why aren't they doing that then, right now? Why why aren't these two witnesses that are supposedly on earth doing this? I'm not doubting the two witnesses are coming. I believe that they're going to be um, um, Elijah and Enoch, the only two people in the Old Testament that never died. Why would God let somebody live another? like, die another death. Like, they say it might be Moses. Well, Moses is going to die twice then? Enoch and Elijah are the only ones in the Old Testament, before Jesus Christ came, that never died. They were taken up to heaven. Okay? So they would be the most likely candidates for the two witnesses that would come back. Okay? I'm just saying. I mean, so, anyway. Um... I just I like pick, picking apart cult theology like this because I don't want my listeners to get wrapped up in this kind of garbage. Um, okay, so it goes on with more of these blasphemous um, quotes by whatever devils this is emanating from. And then it says, (laughs) as of November 28, 2013, the skies are no longer shut up. The graces are flowing once again. I thought things were supposed to get worse. No, I guess there's a temporary reprieve there. Anyway, it's now the time of the new Pentecost. The true Holy Spirit of the Most High True God is now being poured out upon everyone, get this, who uses the blessed holy water that is made available by reading the instructions on this website. So, see, now we need holy water, because that's God. Even though there's no precedent for that at all in the Bible. There's no such thing as holy water. I call it heli water. 
in the Bible that the Catholics use. There's no precedent whatsoever. There's no precedent for tons of the stuff that they do. You know, the rosary, praying to saints, worshiping idols. I mean, yeah, there's pagan precedents, but there's no biblical precedents whatsoever. <laughs> so, I go to the Holy Water page. Jesus Christ the Lord said, quote, People need to go to the Holy Water page to get back the pearl of great price, their soul that they lost, to follow the instruction. So I guess you lose your soul unless you're using this special whiz-bang devil heli water. Okay? And it says, If they have faith and believe that I have blessed their holy water through their desire to be blessed, and through you, my son, then I, remo- I will remove the mark of the beast. So I guess we've all taken the mark of the beast, too, evidently, and not even known it, even though the Bible says no man will be able to buy, sell, or trade without it. And it'll be during the, the tribulation, which we're not in. And there's no mark right now that you could take where you couldn't buy. Or sell. No, no, none of that matters because it's the world according to whatever devil wrote all of this garbage. Okay? So... That's how much reverence I have for this devil. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Talk about trying to bring somebody into bondage through some pseudo-Catholic Christian doctrine. I've never seen anything quite like this garbage. So supposedly we've all taken the mark of the beast too. And he's going to give us a renewed zeal for the truth to confound their doubts and uncertainties in this life. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that was from supposedly the testimony of the two witnesses. Okay, good, good, good. And then it says, another testimony says, it's best to use the blessed holy water often. And then it gives this thing in the Bible verse to justify it. Second Kings 5, 1, and then also verses 9 through 15, where it talks about Nahum, the commander of the army of the king Syria, great man of master, um, and he was a leper, and he was the one that was told to go down to, uh, was it Jordan? And wash himself and be clean. Um, and uh, to go and wash in the Jordan seven times, your flesh shall be restored. And evidently, this is their justification of how they say this holy water is justified. Even though uh, there's no Bible at all. It's particularly New Testament precedent. It wasn't like the whole river Jordan was some holy water. It was a matter of doing what he was being told. And it was a matter of faith that he would be restored. It wasn't something special about that water. It was the faith of him to do it that restored him. He was just following instructions. So, such such garbage. Anyway, um, video, get some blessed holy water and receive the true Holy Spirit. So now, I guess that's how we get saved. Is by getting this special whiz-bang devil heli water so we can receive the true unholy spirit. Because guaranteed, it's going to come with a nice big fat devil. You start to do all of this garbage, it's like playing with a Ouija board. You're going to get demon infested. For sure. i I got to let you hear this blasphemous devil that, that put out this video for this site. got to let you hear just a little bit of what he's saying. The person who reads it. And in these end times, people can only receive the true Holy Spirit by using blessed holy water. Oh, really? This guy is so creepy. His eyes keep looking up to the left, looking up, like, like to the left, like, in a really creepy, demonic way. He's real soft and dry. I mean, the, the guy's demon-possessed, 100%. To the toenails, okay? And he has the, the audacity and the blasphemy 
in his forked tongue to utter that we can only receive the true Holy Spirit now through this blessed holy water. I thought you received that when you, you were born again, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I, 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 I guess I was wrong, though, because he's totally rewriting the Bible like every other cult leader does. So I'm going to let this devil drone on a little bit more, and I'll just be kind of stopping to comment on the way. I'm, I, I'm not going to play this whole video. It's like 12 minutes long, but just a little bit about what almost the way he's trying to talk like hypnotically with this droning type of, oh, he seems like a, you know, a very um, even-keeled, mild-mannered person. How could he want to lead anyone astray? True holy water is water that only the Most High True God has put His true Holy Spirit into. At this point in history, the only holy water that can be found on the face of the earth is the holy water that can be obtained by following the instructions on our website testimony of the two witnesses so isn't that convenient you have to, there's only one place on planet earth and you, know, you have to understand how many times I've heard this same garbage from different cults out there and most of them are ones that would feign themselves to be true Christians they're the only ones on the planet that have anything figured out whereas the bible says the word of God is of no private interpretation you know God's not here to trick us and to do and, and to make us jump through all these hoops in order to supposedly figure out some esoteric, some nebulous, some you know gnostic type truth that only these little tiny niche of people know. This is the whole basis for like Freemasonry and the Illuminati and witchcraft, which where you're trying to attain to all of this special niche. Knowledge that no one else knows but you, and that means you're going to be so special, and you're going to be able to do great and wonderful things, and get rich, and have all that you ever wanted. But come, the reason that you now need to go to our website in order to obtain blessed holy water. Notice how obsessed this guy is with making you go to his website. They're very obsessed with bringing you into bondage. They're very obsessed with you being converted to their cult belief system because the devils behind this devil talking are obsessed with getting you into hell. That's the bottom line. Is that all the holy water in the religious institutions is now filled with the spirit of the Antichrist. Well, man, I am so glad he cleared that up for me. So everyone else that's using heli water in these pseudo-Christian churches, now it's filled with the spirit of Antichrist. Now last Tuesday, evidently, it wasn't filled. But now it is. So, you know, golly gee whiz, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm sad to report that. You know, but, you know, those are the breaks. So it's good that we, again, have that kernel, that nugget of of unholy lies that he just fed us again so we have to only go there to get our heli water okay we, we can't get it anywhere else because it's all filled with spirit of antichrist now it's, it's been tainted the most high true god has now left all the religious institutions and has taken the true holy spirit with him 
Oh, so the whole the true Holy Spirit's gone. I guess we're all unsaved now. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, he he acts like it just dwells in a church. Isn't that why Jesus Christ came to separate the wall? You know, isn't that why when he died, the, 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 the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom because the Holy Spirit, which lived in the Holy of Holies, came out and dwelt among men then, dwelt in men or and women? That, that type of thing? Isn't that? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not that at all. It, it used to dwell in the churches, but now it's all been taken away. I mean, this, this guy is just, this is so delusional and such rank blasphemy it's just it's it's beyond description so what else does this blessed holy water do the holy water when you you can make a really good smoothie with this stuff it's a, it's called a devil smoothie and it's amazing you know with this with this new uh heli water it's 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 amazing and you can also take it and it's a great weed killer because it kills anything that it touches. It also kills you uh, spiritually. And it kills weeds. You can use it as rat poison. Um, you don't want to use it to wash your car with. Because it will take the paint right off. Okay, I'm, I'm warning you now. This stuff's like worse than acetone. It's worse than paint thinner. Okay, So you only want to use it. Like if you put it in a squirt gun. It, let's say you can't afford to go out and buy a handgun. And you, you can't afford a weapon. And, you know, if, if you want to use it in defense of your family, you can use it in that way because it'll, it'll probably torch anything it touches. So, I mean, these are just some, some potential uses. Good on rodents and stuff like this if you can get close enough to squirt them with it. Um, you know, don't feed it to your pets and animals. It kills them instantly. So, you know, just some, some caveats there. Properly allows people to receive an outpouring of the true Holy Spirit. Once the true Holy Spirit is received, it then provides the necessary understanding that is needed in order for people to receive the saving truths that are revealed by reading the testimony. But people need to use blessed holy water first. So you got to use the blessed holy water First, because that gets you nice and demon-infested. Nice, frothy demons working you up. Then all of a sudden, your mind becomes darkened with this sin that you're literally putting in your body. And, wow, all of a sudden, you know what? That testimony didn't make any sense to me before. Now it makes perfect sense. And guess what? You're, you're on the express train to hell, exactly where Satan wants you, and exactly why he let this devil put this website up. You know, this does, he, they mentioned Second Thessalonians chapter 2 a little bit earlier about the Antichrist, but you know what, it really does, this just really does fulfill Second Thessalonians chapter 2, where it says, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. If you are a person, and you know the Bible, and you, and you embrace this, you are having no pleasure in truth, you are having pleasure in unrighteousness. That is what this website is purely devoted to. In order to receive the true Holy Spirit. Now some people may be wondering where holy water, like the water my husband is speaking of, is mentioned in the Bible. 
I'm pretty sure that these are the ones that say they're the two witnesses. This woman and this guy, this um, dude, he looks a lot like that priest who they said is going to be the next pope. Which, you know, hey, that works out pretty good for him. Um, let me just check that real quick. Yeah, it's the same guy, no wonder. <laughs> it's, it's not too self-serving, this website. This guy that supposedly had put his... Um, his uh, um, picture up here of his uh, Archdiocese of Kingston. He's going to be. He is going to be the last pope, and it's the, it's it, coincidentally it's the same guy that we just saw in the video, and the same guy that's putting this website up. The only place on earth that you can get truth. It's the same guy, former Catholic priest. So we know he's just totally, essentially demon infested from that. But evidently, he got some really big delusions of grandeur. Uh, during his time, or maybe after his time, in the old Catholic Church. And now he's putting this garbage out to further, you know, try to um, make sure any of his followers definitely get to hell. Because, I mean, he, if there was any doubt. Anyway, he must have really kind of went away from the faith, because now he's married, and priests aren't allowed to get married. Even the Bible doesn't say to do that. And so now, I guess him and his wife are going to take on the mantle of, not only is this guy going to be the last pope, but that his wife is going to be, I, I think they're one of the two witnesses, the way they portray themselves. And um, this is the lady talking, so it's good we're hearing not only the last pope, but also the two witnesses speaking here, which is kind of uh, interesting. The story of the cleansing of Naaman in the second book of Kings is where you can find it. This is such garbage. Going to the Jordan and dipping yourself in the Jordan River? Well, I guess we got to go to the Jordan to get our get our uh, our blessed uh, holy water there. Uh, it's the only thing I, that really kind of makes sense at this point. I, I tried to... It, it goes through the, that woman starts singing then, this whatever. Um, and then I tried to scan down the page to find out how you could make a cord of this garbage. And it really never says... Um, it, it, it doesn't really, and I'm not willing to, to click into every video that they have or whatever. I'm sure it's some witchcraft procedure you have to do to, to actually, um, make this stuff because it's the only, you have to go to this website to get it. And, um, so I'm assuming that, you know, there's some recipe evidently on how to do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't find it anywhere, and it's really pointless anyway. I think we've said enough. It really, I did this so that we can understand just one more aspect of deception out there. And um, it's just unbelievable to me that people, I guess, are falling for this. That, I mean, truly ones that would, would have some type of grounding in the Word of God. And to get actually caught up into this it's just it's beyond comprehension I guess and and so I'm not judging them I'm just saying it's it's a very sad thing but I fear that this website is going to lead a lot of people to hell and um, it looks like they've you know spent a good amount of money putting this website up here and now they're releasing a lot of different reports online that they're claiming all of this cutting-edge knowledge about certain things, and they make some compelling cases about different subjects, but then when you look at the source of what they are, 
It is pure evil. So again, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. You could get 95% truth, and by no means are you getting 95% truth on this website. You're getting a literally a commingled doctrine of devils with some type of pseudo-Christianity. It's not even... But, uh, like a baby Christian or someone like that that doesn't know any better, they're going to look at this and really maybe get bound up in this stuff. So, um, anyway, that's that's all we really have to report on today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I pray you forgive us, Lord, for any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. Lord, that these sites, these cults, like this testimony of the witnesses, of the two witnesses.com, I pray, God, that you rain down your fury on these types of websites, on these types of cults. I pray the people in them, if it be possible, I pray their souls be saved. But I pray, Lord God, that these ministries themselves would be destroyed. That they could not deceive other people, Lord, and take them to hell with their heretical doctrine. I pray they be exposed And I pray the people that are in them be saved and that their eyes be opened to the truth, Lord, and that I just, I I just pray God you would dispatch angels regarding this, Lord. I pray God that, that you bless the body of Christ, the widows, the orphans, the poor, those that, that don't have shelter, water, food, clothes in this world, Lord, you know where they're at. I just, Plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. I pray you bless them. I pray your angels camp around and camp around about them and go before them to prepare the way, Lord, and that you use them mightily for your glory. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Scott Johnson's 800 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.